Parsha Tzvayechi, this week's Parsha, also brings Sefer Bereshis to a close. The very last Pasuk in this week's Parsha, Vayamas Yosef, Yosef dies, Ben Meir Be'ezer Shanim, Ve'ichantu Aysayim, they embalm him, Vayisem Be'oroin B'Mitzrayim, and they place him in a casket and they bury him in Mitzrayim. And with those words, the Torah brings the curtain down not only on Parshas Vayechi, but on the entire Sefer Bereshis. And one would think that in concluding Sefer Bereshis, perhaps the Torah would choose something a little bit more uplifting, a little bit more inspiring, than a seemingly sad, morbid, depressing, low note of the fact that Yosef died and was buried in Mitzrayim. When the Yidin were standing by the Yamsuf, by Kriyas Yamsuf, we're fast-forwarding to the end of the Shibud, and we say in Halal, Hayom Ro'a Vayanas, the sea, the Yamsuf saw Vayanas and fled. The Medrash explains that when Klal Yisrael came to Kriyas Yamsuf, the Yamsuf refused to split before them. But then the Yamsuf saw, the sea saw. What did the sea see? The matter says, the Yamsuf saw the Atmas Yosef, because Yosef had asked the promise from his children that when the Klaisal leaves with Shrayim, not to leave his bones behind, but rather to take his remains with them back when they go up to Eretz Yisrael. So Hayom Ra, the Yansav saw the Atzmai Saisif, Vayonas and fled. Explains the Medrash. What was so special about the Atzmai Saisif that caused the Yansav to split? Because when Yasef was in the house of Potiphar and Potiphar's wife tried to seduce him, and try to be with him and live with him. And Yosef overcame and ran out. Vayonos, he fled the house of Potiphar. So the Yamsuf saw that. Vayonos. So it also fled. It also fled and split so that Klaisol can go through. That's what the Medrash says. But this is uh, very difficult to understand, this Medrash. Because there's another Medrash that says that when Hashem created the world and He created the waters of the world, He told the waters that I am only creating you on the condition that when Klal Yisrael, in many years from now, they're going to be standing by the Yamsuf, you need to split. You need to do something that's uncharacteristic and unnatural, and you need to withdraw your waters so Klaisel can pass through. And the Yams and the, the waters agreed to that stipulation. So why was it that when Klaisel came to the Yamsuf, the Yamsuf refused to split and needed to see Hayamra needed the waters to see the Atmaisif in order to split. It, the only reason why the waters were created, or the only the condition, the stipulation that the waters were created by, by Beratius was so was that they will 
they agreed to split when Klaisol is going to come to the uh, to the edge of the Yamsuf. So what's the understanding? How do we understand the first medrash? In addition, so it's very nice. Hayamra, uh, the, the the water saw the Atmosyaisif, and just like he ran, he was Vayana, so too it ran as well. But how do we understand that? What was the deeper understanding? What was it that the water saw, and what was the schos of Yaisif that caused it to split? So Reb Aaron Karliner says a fascinating and most beautiful and relevant message that touches each of us even today in our daily life. He explains that when Hashem created the waters, he told the waters that you're going to have to split. I'm only creating you. You're going to have to split for Klal Yisrael. And at that time, Klal wasn't around in the world yet. That was before Adam Rishon was even born. So the water asked Hashem, okay, I'll split for the Yidden, but who are the Yidden? Show me. Let me see who these people are so that when the time comes, I'll recognize them. I don't know who they are. So Hashem showed the water, the Neshamas of Klal Yisrael. He showed them the beautiful, radiant, sublimial, holy neshamas that were in Shemayim at the time. That this is what Klai Yisrael looks like. Wow, said the water. Such holy people, such special people with such a light, such a radiance. The ability to go so high. Of course, of course the Yam was maskim and agreed to such a uh, 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 stipulation. But then, when it came 2,448 years later, and Kalal Yisrael had gone through Mitzrayim, and they had been subjugated, they had been tortured, worked difficult, very difficult, they had been beaten, they had been killed, they had been abused, they had been suffered in both physical, emotional, mental, and most importantly, in a spiritual way. We know Chazal say that Kaisal were they were in the Memtesari Tumah. They had absorbed so many of the cultural norms and the attitudes and the mindsets of Mitzrayim. They had assimilated to a very large degree. They were a broken people. They were not at their full potential. And when they came to the Yamsuf, this was seven days after they left Mitzrayim. And they're standing in front of the Yamsuf. And Hashem tells the Yam, you have to split. And the Yamsuf said, why do I have to split? And Hashem says, what do you mean? This was the agreement that we made that when Klal Yisrael is going to come, you're going to split before them. This was the agreement we made 2,448 years ago. And the Yamsuf looks at the people who are standing by the shore and said, no, no, these are not the same people that you showed me back then. You showed me beautiful, pure souls, radiant, holy neshamas. This that I see in front of me over here, these are broken people. These are people who are far from shining, 
far from clean, far from uh, spiritual, uh, a beautiful, holy neshamas that you showed me in, in Shemayim. These are downrotten people, a broken people. This is not the same. This is not who I agree to split. And that's why, says Rabbi Aaron Kaliner, despite the agreement that the Yam had in, by Voracious, they refused to split. But then, Hayam Ra, they saw the Atzmai Yosef. What was the message of Yosef? We know the Shvatim had told Yosef. And when they came to Mitzrayim to buy, there was a, the, the hunger that was going on, they came down to Mitzrayim to buy grain from the Egyptian viceroy. The Pasuk says, Yosef recognized his brothers, but they did not recognize him. And this Pasuk goes to the very core of understanding the very difficult dynamic to understand between Yosef and his brothers. The Shvatim, they were all tzaddikim. But they were tzaddikim. It was easy to see that they were tzaddikim. The Shvatim were all shepherds. We know all many of our great, the Avais, or the Avais, Maishu Rabbeinu, Davra they were all shepherds. Because they were away from the distractions. They were away from the temptations and the struggles of the mundane city life, the mundane world. They were out in nature, out in the fields, away from all the corruption that humanity and civilization brings. And when a person goes out in the quiet environment, like shepherds typically do, that's where Dabra Melch was able to write to Hillim. That's where they were able to find Hashem and talk to Hashem and, and grow in tremendous ways. And the Shvatim likewise followed in the same ways as the Avais. They were all they were all shepherds. We know that when uh, Yaakov wanted to go find the Shvatim, he sent Yosef to find his the Shvatim. Where were they? They were all grazing in with, with their flocks. They were out in the fields. So they were totally Kaidish Kadashim. They were separated from the mundane life and the regular struggles of life. And they were taka very holy, very big tzaddikim. And it was very clear. But Yosef was not like that. Yosef's mission, Yosef's uh, purpose was not to be the person who was totally segregated, totally secluded from the world in the base medrash, in the koilul, or in the case of the Shvatim, in the fields where all the shepherds were. Yosef was not a shepherd. That's why his father was able to send him out. Yosef was more busy with this world. He was wearing nice clothing. He was, being, he was uh, taking care of his appearance. In fact, he's the one who went down to Mitzrayim. He had to deal with the depth of the struggles of humanity, of civilization. He's the one who, had, who, who was the chief of staff taking care of a major household for Paitifar. And then he was taking care of the, of the prison. We all know the story. And eventually he became the, 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 the viceroy uh, of the prime minister of Mitzrayim. 
which was at that time the, 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 the pinnacle of civilized world, he was extremely involved in every aspect of regular mundane life. And this was a machlekes between Yosef and the Shvatim, a, a difference in a pathway of how to serve Hashem. Do we serve Hashem? Do we completely segregate ourselves? Do we completely uh, uh, detach ourselves from the world and just stay in holiness? That's what the Shvatim did. But Yosef was not like that. Yosef was involved in the world. He was Isaac in the world. And the Shvatim were very afraid. And they they, they looked at, at Yosef as a threat. This is a, an existential threat to this new nation that's being born, which is called Klal Yisrael. It's an existential threat. And that's why they passed in the Hizchai of Misa, because he is uh, undermining the future of Klal Yisrael. But of course we know the story, and Yosef was saved. And Yosef went through Mitzrayim. Yosef recognized the greatness of his brothers because their greatness, their spiritual uh, giantness was obvious. But they did not recognize him because all they saw was an Egyptian. They saw a very good, handsome-looking politician, world leader, great economist, he was one of the most powerful people in the world. That's all they saw. They didn't see anything else because they failed to see deeply within him to realize that it's not just the external, what's obvious. So to them, it was obvious. If you're learning, if you're, learning, if you're davening, if you look like you are a Kaidish Kedashim, so you are Kaidish Kedashim. But if you're Isaac in this world, if you're involved in the worldly struggles, so that, they didn't recognize greatness in that. And that was the same mistake of Asha's Paitifar. What did she see? She saw a young, very handsome, very capable, charismatic young man. And she thought she's going to be able based on the external presentation, that she's going to be able to seduce him, that he's going to succumb to her advances. And no matter what she tried, she tried and tried and tried everything. She failed to see the depth of Yosef Neshama, the incredible strength of his commitment, of his conviction, of his Neshama that was alive. It wasn't obvious to her. When did it become obvious? When Yosef ran out of the house. Push came to shove. And he withstood the test. Because he showed at that moment, that's when he articulated by his action of running out of the house that my neshama is fully alive and burning with a connection, with a conviction, and with holiness despite despite the fact that on the outside I might look like a young, handsome, available young man. So what was what was the dialogue between the Atzmai Yosef and the Kriya and the Yamsuf? The Yamsuf said, 
I should separate for these people? Who are these people? This is not the same holy people that I saw Hashem showed me in the beginning of Bereshis. These are broken people. Look at them. They are hardly recognizable. Said the Atzmais Yosef. Said Yosef, look at me. My brothers didn't recognize me either. They didn't realize that to appreciate my greatness and the depth of my holy soul, you have to look beyond the external. You have to look deeper than just the facade. And that's what happened by Eshes Paitifar. Vayanas, I ran away. I ran away from her. Because it's not just the external. You have to look deep within to see the true value. And not only that, who more than you, the ocean, should understand that? You look at it, the ocean, and it looks like it's just a vast desert of water. All you see is a huge body of water. That's only if you look at the external. But if you look deep within the water, there's a whole universe of marine life, of of fish, of of growth, of vegetation. There's tremendous universe that goes on under the surface, but you need to look beyond the surface. So when the Yamsuf heard that, by Hayam Ra'a, the the Yam saw and learned the lesson, you have to look deeper. You can't just look at the external. Although Cloudy Saw looks like a broken nation, although they may not look as holy and as pristine and as radiant as the Nishamas Hashem originally showed, but deep down they are. It's only the external. They're going to grow. They're going to shake off the shackles of Mitzrayim. They're going to leave be that behind and that their internal radiance, their internal beauty, their internal power, spiritual power, and their neshama, which is was always there and never left, that's going to shine yet again. That's what you need to look at. Vayonos is split for those people. And many times we go out and we see it could be people in our community we can remember, oh, this guy, when he was in yeshiva, he used to be this way, and now look at him. Or look at this teenager. Now he has a, a certain kind of a haircut, or he's wearing a certain kind of clothing. Or this family, they don't uh, abide by certain cultural norms, and therefore we so used to judging based on externals. And we've label people and we reject people within our communities within our families and it's the same thing with our own children how many times can we look at a child and say oh i remember when this child was such an innocent good kite good kid but now this child is a teenager and getting older where is that innocence where what happened to that precious child i don't remember it anymore and we write off the child we have that in relations, our marriages. We got married, the innocence of youth and the preciousness of, of our relationships when they were in its infancy. And as life takes its toll, as it always does, and we go through the challenges of life, and sometimes we have skid marks from the 
difficulties that life presents ourselves and our marriages. So then we can give up and say, oh, it used to be so blissful. And most of all, when we look at ourselves in the mirror, sometimes we don't recognize ourselves. It's been many years. It could be decades. Oh, I remember when I used, when I was younger, I used to, I could have, I should have. I was, when I was younger, I was so full of idealism and so full of energy. And I thought I was going to accomplish so much in my life. And then as years go by, sometimes we feel despondent, like lack of hope, because I don't recognize myself. I'm not who I used to be. No, 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 says the Torah. That's not so. Because don't look at your externals, whether it's your friend, whether it's the teenager in your shul, whether it's our spouse, and most importantly, whether it's ourselves. Look deep, look beyond the surface, look beyond the facade. Inside each of us is still that precious, innocent, pure, holy neshama that's burning with a desire to connect closer to Hashem, that is still full of warmth, full of light, full of vitality, full of power and nobility, that never, ever goes away, no matter what the external might look like. We don't judge ourselves by the external. We need to look deep within each of us. Well, we do that for ourselves, and we do that for our family, we do that for our community, and then we can really appreciate everyone's true and deep value. And perhaps that's why this Parsha, which brings Sefer Bereshas to a conclusion, ends off the way it does. Because the Torah knows what's coming after Sefer Bereshas, Shemais, where we're going through one of the most difficult periods in our history. We're going through the grinder spiritually, emotionally, physically, in every which way. We're going to be tested and stretched beyond imagination. We're going to be broken people. So how do we enter the next phase of our history, the next phase of our story? So the Torah is giving us a hint. You know how? The last three words. Yais's bones are going to be buried in Mitzrayim. What's the message of Yosef's bones? The same Yosef's bones that are going to tell that message to the Yamsuf is telling that message to us. Don't worry as you're going into Sefer Shemais. You know why? Because we all have some Yosef in us. The message of Yosef, despite the fact that we don't all look like the tzaddikim, despite the fact that we don't all have the ability and the opportunity to live completely secluded from this world, and we have to get involved in this world for parnasa and for other reasons, and we're involved in the challenges, the daily grind, and the daily grind that challenge us physically, emotionally, mentally, relationally, financially, and most of all, spiritually, don't forget Atzmai Saisif before you even begin that journey of, Beresh, of Sefer Shemais. Remember that message because look beyond your external, look beyond your facade. Like Yosef did, like Yosef was. He was a person who was involved, yet 
he had that fiery soul. And therefore we conclude what comes after Vayisim Ba'oran Bimitrayim. Chazak Chazak Vinis Chazek. 